talking too much of race. I'm not drinking a matcha today. But the reason for that is that I just had a very weirdly timed lunch. Brunch? Let's call it a brunch. Okay, let's start from the beginning. <laughs> I had COVID last week. I said that in my last podcast. I'm okay now. It actually, it wasn't that bad for me, which is good. I'm really grateful. And now I'm negative again and I am out of quarantine. And I went to the gym this morning. It was really funny because I was doing my test this morning at like 8 a.m. or 8.30 something. And then I was just laying in bed with my little COVID test, staring at it for the whole of the 15 minutes, waiting. You know what was wrong the entire time? My cable was twisted. That was the sole reason. Wait, let me just fix that real quick. Somehow I'm struggling, but we're going to make this work. So my COVID test came back negative and I was almost sprinting to the gym. I've been wanting to... I, I missed the gym so much. So much so that I was dreaming about the gym last, last night. <laughs> So I went to the gym today. I didn't do too much because I had to promise my mom I wouldn't go full ham and full feral gym rat the first moment that I hit the gym again after having COVID. So I was doing some light cardio, just some cycling, and then I decided to do my leg workout because my entire split routine is just I'm going to have to restart that next week. It's already done and over with for this week. So usually I do apps on Mondays, but on Tuesdays, Wednesday rest days, and then Thursday I do arms and Fridays I do legs. But yeah, it's already Wednesday and I went today, which is weird to me, like I said, because usually Wednesdays are rest days, but I didn't have a choice. My body just wanted to be moved. It was begging to be moved. And I was really, really glad I got to go. Then I went grocery shopping and I stocked up on all the nice things. And for some reason, I went into this drugstore. And for some reason, the lady at the cash register said, yeah, you can only pay with cash. Card is not working right now. And I never have cash on me because I always pay by card. And she was like, yeah, no, it hasn't been working in two days. And it's not just here. It's also like at the grocery stores. What is the woman doing? Okay, you're going to have to live with background noises because my bunny is just going absolutely feral on her screens right now. <laughs> anyway, so the woman was saying, yeah, no, it's been like that for the past two days. And I was just thinking, well, I wouldn't know I've been secluded from society for the past five days because I've been in quarantine. And then I went into the grocery store panicking because I only had 20 more bucks with me. And I did not have, like, I needed to get a lot because... I literally ate everything that I had in quarantine and then I went in there and by, by some miracle it was working. The cart system was working at the grocery store and I was really grateful. And then I went home and in all honesty I was really exhausted from just going to the gym and going grocery shopping. So I guess that's from the COVID probably, most likely. I just called a friend of mine and we're going to go to the park together because I ordered a picnic blanket and it just got here and I want to use that for the first time and we're going to go sit in the park, do some uni stuff. That's my day today. But I figured this week I would do something a little more personal, a little more 
Like, the last few episodes that I did were really low stakes. This one's gonna be a little bit more about something I've been dealing with. And not just in, like, not just recently. Something that I've been dealing with for years, basically. Man, I, I started recording my podcast and my bunny is like, okay, what are the things that I can do that will cause the most noise? <laughs> no, she's fine. She's just drinking. Go off, bestie. I love you. Her name is Elsa, by the way, for anyone who's never seen my bunny or heard about her. I should post her again at some point on Instagram because I love her and she deserves to be posted. Anyways, I'm calling this week's episode, Don't Get Out of Your Comfort Zone. I'm doing a little clickbait moment here. Can you tell? <laughs> yeah, that's this week's episode. Basically, I... <sighs> okay, I was starting quarantine on... Friday and I think Friday afternoon I decided to start rewatch Vampire Diaries again to start rewatching Vampire Diaries again whatever Vampire Diaries is a show that I've rewatched several times I know a lot of the show's dialogue by heart I love this show so much it's my absolute comfort show if I whip this show out you know I'm in desperate need of some comfort I started watching it again on Friday and then Saturday I spent all day in bed because obviously I was still sick and I spent all day just watching Vampire Diaries and over the course of the couple past days I've already binged through the first season again <laughs> and a season of Vampire Diaries for anyone who doesn't know has like 20 episodes and every episode is... 40 to 45 minutes so I've done a lot of watching I was sick <laughs> yeah that was fun then yesterday I was texting my best friend I talk about my best friend a lot in my podcast shout out to her I love you bestie I was talking to my best friend about wait let me just whip that up real quick what did I text her I'm just gonna reread what I texted her this is gonna sound weird is what I texted. But I'm laying in bed when my diary is playing, rewatching all the edits of all of my hyperfixations. And I'm at peace. I feel like I don't even want to have anything new to consume. I feel like I went back in time to when I was 13, 14, and 16 and picked up where I left off without wanting to be more of an adult than I had to be. Meaning, I'm going back to being a kid without being fully committed to someone else. I'm just me in my bed with my shows that make me feel romance and love and there's no thought of wanting that too or overanalyzing how the producers didn't get it right. There's just this feeling of love and that's enough and for once it's innocent. I feel like I needed that. I feel like I pulled myself out of that way too early in my teens. My inner child finally gets to go out and fully explore these obsessions until they become old and she's not suppressed. I'm gonna skip the rest of the sentence. It's not performative anymore either, so often I was overperforming my obsession so I'd be seen as cute or cool or whatever. Now I post it on my private story and there's no one on there that I want to impress. It's just my girl buddies and some random guy friends. What I was trying to say by that was I have just I not even recently, I've I've gotten out of something, like a thing with someone else. And I don't even like how do I say that? Nothing I'm going to be saying is about this person or any person that I have dated in the past. Like, it's not about anyone else but me. It's just that in the past, 
I have poured so much of myself into other people, especially romantic relationships, because I always thought I could make someone love me or make someone want to be with me by performing. Or like not even performing, but I was trying to stay true to myself. I was trying to stay true to my like hyperfixations, for example. Let's use let's use that as an example. But a lot of the time I was using that to be seen as a certain persona. I was trying to fit into like I was trying to play a role. I was trying to be the cute one or the one who was obsessed with this and it made her cute because she poured so much of herself into this and then slowly my own interests and my own comforts morphed into something that I was doing for someone else which wasn't anyone else's fault that was entirely on me like I'm not trying to blame myself either I'm just saying no one made me do that no one said to me oh behave this way or else I'm not gonna love you that was entirely on me but I've been seeing that I have been doing that way more lately I have realized that suddenly these things had become means to an end if that makes sense and that's sad because those things let's use Remember Diaries as an example they're my comfort They should be there for the sole purpose of me feeling something and feeling it for myself. And then what I was trying to tell my best friend is that lately I've been feeling like I'm finally, or what am I even saying lately, especially in quarantine, I've been feeling like I've been enjoying these things for myself and I've been taking myself back intentionally to a point in time where I was obsessed with this one show. Vampire Diaries. I was obsessed with the show when I was like 15, 16, 17 and it gave me comfort over a lot of things that I was dealing with when I was a teenager. I have intentionally went back in time to give myself this exact comfort again without wanting it to be performative. And that's also why it was such a big deal to me to say I post this on my private story where there's only like on my Instagram private story there's like I don't know 35 people. They're either my friends, my close friends that I trust or random people that I met while I was traveling that I might never see again and if I do I know that they're nice people and what would they be doing with my secrets or like I'm not sharing my secrets on there, but what would they be doing with any weird information that I put on my private story? They simply don't care. So this is why that was such a big deal to me. What I'm actually trying to say with don't get out of your comfort zone, this has been the longest intro ever, <laughs> 15 minutes, oh my God, is that you should stay true to yourself for yourself. And that is such a generic saying like you hear this everywhere basically like stay true to yourself be yourself everyone else is already taken blah 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 we've all heard this so many times but there's so much that is actually behind that and there's so much to unravel for that because what does that actually mean like what does staying true to yourself and 
staying true to your own comfort zone even mean? Because first of all, obviously, it's listening to your body. For example, last week, last Monday was the last time I went to the gym before I got COVID. And I was already realizing, oh man, I'm not really feeling the gym right now. I mean, I'm, my body is starting to feel a little like it needs a break. I should take a break, but I also don't want to take a break because especially on gym talk, I watch TikTok, I watch gym talk <laughs> because I love gym talk. I mean, it's great som sometimes, most of the time it's great if you have like some random person that you don't know yelling at you being like, don't skip the gym, you lazy fat ass, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm exaggerating, but Sometimes it's nice to have a person like that and to know, oh, okay, um, yeah, someone's out there motivating me. But then other times it's like, other times it's kind of toxic already because I knew my body needed a break. I shouldn't, I should basically have taken a break on Monday already. And I was forcing myself to go to the gym. Don't get me wrong. I love going to the gym. I took motivation and feeling like it out of the picture that's just not another picture for myself anymore I just go it doesn't matter how I'm feeling about it but my body was physically telling me girl we need a break please I've been working really hard I need to rest and I mean I do give myself generous rest days I do Wednesdays and then I don't go on Saturdays and Sundays but then usually I go partying on like either Friday or Saturday so there's a lot of dancing there too And then sometimes I'll drink, which puts like a lot of stress on your body too. So those are not really full rest days either. So my body was demanding a break. And it was really hard to just be like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go take a break. Because first of all, I love going to the gym. It gives me a lot. It's just, it's everything to me. It's my biggest hobby, but... I also did not want to disappoint this persona, this gym talk persona almost that was living in my in my mind when I was thinking about skipping the gym. And then there was this dude in my mind, Keanu Reeves style, telling me to like, no, wait, is that Keanu Reeves? I Who's the just do it dude? I, I completely, <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. The point is, We, we should learn to honor our own thoughts and our own limits because, yes, getting out of your comfort zone and going to the gym, even if you don't feel like it, guess what? I do that 90% of the time. 90% of the time before I start my training, I don't feel like doing it. But like I said, I remove that from the equation. That's just not an issue for me anymore because I don't listen to that voice anymore which is my way of getting out of my comfort zone because I used to listen to that. And that is my own personal thing that I have accomplished. This is my comfort zone that I have gotten out of. But it's also important to know that you need to sometimes venture back into it so you can reassess and see if that is still something that is good for yourself, not just physically, but also mentally. Like listening to your mind is just... It's the exact same principle. You need to listen to yourself and 
learn to say, I know other people might be doing this right now. And for other people, this might be good right now. For other people, going to this party right now might be exactly what they need. And I know I could go. I know I could push myself to go. But I know I'm going to leave after an hour because I won't be having fun because XYZ will be there and I don't want to see them. Or I just don't feel like drinking and everyone's going to push me and I don't want to start drinking. And then it's just going to be draining explaining to everyone why I'm not having any alcohol tonight. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the same thing. I'm still trying to learn that and embrace that and know that listening to myself and my mind and my body is important. And I'm still trying to learn the small difference between pushing myself out of my comfort zone, meaning a lot of the times I have a party or a gathering plant that I want to go to on the weekend and then I look forward to it from Monday on like from or from the day on that it's planned and then the hours before the event I'll be like I don't want to go I'm gonna need to get ready I'm a little tired I don't know what to eat I don't know what I want my makeup to look like my hair isn't good my hair washing schedule is not aligned with this event blah 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 those are things that are the bad part of my comfort zone because why would I not go to my party just because my hair is a little bit creasy? I could literally just wash it too. Like, is it gonna hurt me? No. I don't have the perfect makeup? Okay, Pinterest, tell me what to do. You know what I mean? There's a difference between differentiating what's good for you and just kind of being lazy and not wanting to do things and talking yourself out of things. And I'm trying to learn that. And maybe someone else is too. Maybe this is this rings a bell with someone. I'm going to have to take a sip of water because my throat is dying. I jotted down this quote. I think a lot of people know this one. It's pretty, I don't know where it's from, but it came to mind by talking about comfort zones. It goes something like, the comfort zone is a beautiful place, but nothing ever grows there. I kind of did a twist on that. My version of that is the comfort zone allows you to allows you to get to know who you are and recharge so you have the energy to differentiate what you can tolerate outside of it, outside of the comfort zone. And I feel like there's also different kinds of comfort zones and different ways it can expand because a comfort zone of an extrovert is going to look a lot more different than one from an ex uh, introvert an introvert's comfort zone or like pushing an introvert out of their comfort zone is gonna look something like being at a school project and not partnering up with their friend but partnering up with someone they've never spoken to or like rarely ever spoken to instead and then for an extrovert it could be spending a friday night at home and seeing all of their friends partying while baking with their mom or something. Do you know what I mean? That is just a random example. But comfort zones look different for everyone, obviously. And then there's also like other areas of comfort zones that are not about the social life that are also important to regard. I wrote down diet. And I with diet, I don't just mean the physical diet, what you put in your body, but also your mental diet. 
the things you consume, the shows you watch, the books you read, blah, blah, blah. Those things, there's, like, my best friend and I, we have a lot of things in common. But if there's one thing we don't have in common, it's our taste in books and men. Which is good, because that would be weird. <laughs> but the point is, you can also push yourself out of your comfort zone in those areas. Maybe if you don't have the energy to push your social comfort zone and reinvent that part of your life, you can also go and read a new genre of book maybe, you know? Or like, I don't know, ask someone who has a completely different taste in movies to watch a movie with you and tell you their opinion on that is and why they love it so much. And then afterwards, you can always, always, always go back to your own thing. And I think that is the important thing that I want someone to take away from this is don't get out of your comfort zone doesn't mean don't ever get out of your comfort zone. It means actually make it an enjoyable place to be. A place that gives you comfort because you chose that. I don't know if that makes sense to anyone Because I feel like this is such a specific me problem that I just, I'm such a big people pleaser that I even alter my own comfort zone to meet other people's needs <laughs> and to make other people more comfortable in my comfort zone when it should be my personal comfort zone. I, so I have no idea if anyone can even slightly relate to this. But maybe someone can, even if it's just one person who can relate to this and be like, oh my god, someone else feels the way I do. Please, please, please text me because I really wish, no, I don't wish that on someone, but like for myself, I wish I had someone to talk to who felt that way too. Like the way that you're such a people pleaser sometimes that you alter your own comfort zone to make someone else fit in there too, you know? And then you have to leave it because a comfort zone only ever has space for, like a personal comfort zone, only ever has space for one person, obviously. And if you invite someone else in, one of you has to go, obviously. It's going to be you because it's not going to be comfortable for you to sit in a comfort zone that you alter to someone else's needs. That is not your own comfort zone anymore. And then suddenly you're left with nothing. You know what I mean? Anyways, I'm, I don't know if I'm making sense. Recently, I've been learning more about my own comfort zone and accepting that it's okay to return to what once was comfortable to me and sit with that until it actually gets old instead of just rushing myself out of it in order to sit with someone else. That is something I want to honor. That is something I want to do more for myself. And before I go off and talk even more gibberish, don't get out of your own comfort zone. Don't let it become someone else's space that they can be comfortable in because it's yours. You only get this one comfort zone and it only holds space for one person. So be a little bit selfish about this part of your life. Be a little bit selfish about the way you enjoy things, what kind of things you enjoy the way you socialize, do what feels right for you. That was my emotional, uh, motivational speech for this week. Thank you very much for listening. I hope it resonated with someone and it made sense to someone. Does anyone want to play We're Not Really Strangers with me? Hit me up. Bye, besties. <laughs>